1: Good morning and welcome to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham right here on Talk Radio. It's the morning after the night before, but there's no hangover for Ben Stokes today because the Crown Prosecution Service managed to completely screw up the one job they had at Bristol Crown Court. despite like the damning video footage which showed him and Alex Hales fighting in the street with two other men who ended up very much the worst. For where? When the not guilty verdict came in yesterday afternoon, there were gasps of amazement up and down the country. How could a man who was so obviously caught up in such an act of violence be walking free? The answer lies in the choice of the charge and a mangled prosecution. What a ridiculous waste of time and money. They might as well not have bothered, eh? 0344 499 1000 when Ben Stokes walks out uh, onto the cricket pitch at the weekend, he's going to be welcomed like a conquering hero. I'm not sure that's the place we want to be in this country, is it? Casey Perry is here this morning, and I'll be asking her what Prime Minister Theresa May will be doing about the 700 active terrorist cases on the books of the police. After all, she's on holiday in Switzerland, and we'll be discussing whether selling Botox on the high street is the worst idea anyone ever came up with. 0344 499 9, You're listening to me, Mike Graham, and Katie Perrier on Talk Radio. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Well, this is the Ben Stokes we're talking about. We yeah. want to hear from you on this one, oh, please. 0344 You know, it seems to me that the CPS, that we know very little about the inner workings of, really. I mean, I imagine even when you were at Downing Street, you don't necessarily, on a day-to-day basis, keep track of what the CPS is well, doing. Yeah, no, no, it's independent. But, but over time, I and mean, we've seen incredible blunders by the CPS you know rape cases as somebody mentioned earlier that collapse because they didn't sort out the evidence properly the police didn't work properly with them uh, to make sure that forensic evidence was properly collected you know I mean there seems to be an awful lot of quite high profile blunders which makes me think there must be an awful lot of blunders that we don't even know about. Oh I'm
2: sure there are and it is to say independent from the political process which it should be so I didn't really get involved in any of that but what I would say in their defence, and the only defence I have got, is that they are absolutely snowed under. And right. we have to take some responsibilities to, oh, well, the CPS is under snowed under, they can't cope, they're, they're making mistakes everywhere. Well, you know, we shouldn't be putting so many criminals through the system, maybe. Yeah. We shouldn't be push, pushing too many of them through that, that route. You know, I looked at women particularly, but not just women, but in prisons uh, for sentences less than a year. Large majority of them, you know, with kids taken away from them, families being broken up, all that kind of thing. A lot of cost to the state uh, in terms of childcare, fostering. Uh, you know the cost cost to the taxpayer is huge. They shouldn't be in prison in the first place, and the CPS probably should mm. prosecute. It should be quickly done, community sentence. Get on with it. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's too many people going through the system, and too many prosecutions going through, and the CPS can't cope. And
1: presumably, we'll be told that there's not enough lawyers inside the CPS to deal with it all. Now, according to uh, those people in the know uh, inside the legal business, right here, we've got a jury that took just two and a half hours to clear. Uh, both Ben Stokes and the other guy who he punched, right? Now, I mean, all right-thinking people, uh, and I include myself in that, look at the footage and go, well, how is that at all possible? I mean, if I was, for example, walking down that street um, and it was the middle of the day, say, um, and I had my kids with me, and there were two men fighting very vigorously on the street, one guy getting kicked in the head uh, by two international sportsmen. I would expect there to be some kind of punishment. I would expect there to be some kind of, um, you know, price to pay for that, instead of which, guess what, there is no price to pay. The only people paying a price is the taxpayer who are stumping up somewhere in the region of 100000 to 150000 quid for a case that went nowhere.
2: I know, and then it could at least very much bad taste in your mouth and think, well, this is because it's a high-profile case and we know about it. What don't we know about that goes on out there every day. When yeah. was the last time you did jury service, Mike?
1: Yeah, well, I've never done jury service. You've never service. done it? No. Oh, it's awesome. I don't want you to jinx me either, thanks very much indeed. Uh, you don't because, want to do it? Um, no, not particularly. Really? No, because it takes you out of uh, the ball game for a very long time. And you can get stuck with a murder trial that goes on for months and months and months. Yes. And you don't get paid for it. I know. So what are you meant to do? Oh, sorry. Oh, you're, well, you must be a philanthropist if you can spend a load of time doing that.
2: No, but the point is is that if you can only have people that are willing to do it who are at home sitting in their pants with no job, yeah. then you get a whole jury full of people sitting at home in their pants <laughs> with no job, right? And then you get the kind of convictions and, and decisions that you deserve. I did jury service. I've done it twice. Yeah. And the last time I did it was a few years ago. Uh-huh. How long did you have to do it for? Fortnight. I didn't have to go longer than that.
1: And you say you went without money for two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good for you. Well, I'm I'm self-employed. Well, I'm very happy that you're so well off. i pay myself (laughs) anyway. Well, yeah, but I'm very happy that you're able to work for two weeks or or miss two weeks' They give you, like,
2: £100 a day or something, don't they? No, it's it's nothing like that.
1: Don't they? It's nothing like £100 a day. They give you something like ten pounds a day. No, I don't think they give you. Let's £100 find out. A day. Let's
2: find out. Well, it's maybe seventy or something like that. I don't know what they pay you a day, but it wasn't going to match what I earned. So I, you know, had to supplement that. But I did learn a lot, and yeah. I, I did enjoy the process.
1: I did... Well, listen, I've been in courts. It's not like I haven't been in courts. I used to cover court yes. cases as a, you know, as part of my job as a journalist. You but you know, you, know, you have got someone's life in
2: your hands. I dealt with an eighteen-year-old who was a drug runner uh, for, and was in a gang. Uh, and he was a young black boy who uh, his parents had pretty much deserted him, he lived with an aunt, yeah. totally kind of feral, yeah. but all of a sudden looks very small, lonely, yeah. uh, neglected over a long period of time. Uh-huh. But he's a drug runner and right. we, 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 you know, his, his room's got man, loads of money in it, loads of drugs in it, yeah. um, knives in it. Right. We had no choice but to find him guilty. And right. I sat there thinking... You've already
1: found him guilty because the case made against him was a good, a good enough case. It was, case.
2: it was absolutely. But you know, you do it does make you question his life. How is his life going to move on from yeah. here? What's going to happen to him? Where does yeah, he but that's next? not your job, though.
1: It's not my job. Your job is to just decide whether he's exactly. guilty or not. And guilty. We, did right yeah. we did the right thing. We did the right thing. We said he was guilty. Well, listen, but... I'm not taking any issue with the jury here. My issue no. is not with the jury, and that's why Jerry Hayes was wrong to say that I'd somehow defamed them because I did not say the jury got it wrong. The jury presented with the facts that they were presented with and given given The circumstances that they presented with, and given the rules and the guidelines they presented with, they they had no choice but to dismiss it. Because listen to this uh, basically, uh, here's the problems that the prosecution had. They helped police decide that fellow England international Alex Hale should not be charged, despite CCTV appearing to show him kicking uh, a prostrate Mr. Ali three times in the head. They also charged Stokes with a single count of affray, an accusation they acknowledged was inappropriate and inadequate only on the morning of the trial. Uh, They then also failed to meet the basic levels of evidence required to demonstrate a case against Mr Hale who was Ali's mate right uh, who was cleared at the direction of the judge before his defence even began so i mean this it's a like shambles a complete mess, from beginning it? to end i mean amazing that Jerry Hayes came on here and said that oh, he thought it all worked out terribly well and they they all they all did their jobs terribly well because they didn't they absolutely did not let's go to the phones 03444991000 Dan's in Portsmouth hi dan hi dan uh, hey hello. yeah just I start off by saying
0: I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I, I I haven't taken any notice of this case and I watched the footage earlier after listening to your comments. Yes. And it does look pretty damning. I will have to say that. It does look damning, but I've been in that predicament before. exact a very very similar situation. Okay. Um, and I can tell you that it is possible if you <laughs> it is possible to find yourself in that predicament. It is possible What do you mean to find you
1: yourself, have, yourself in a predicament of smashing position, somebody's eye socket
0: out? Can I can I yeah can I all right, let me make the point. It is possible to find yourself in a position where you're fighting with another, with another man. Yeah, and I understand you know, that. Sort of your own. Right, now, what I'm going to say is this. The, the, the evidence looks really damaged. But there must have been something that went on in the trial that showed the jury that he was acting in self-defence. Now, if – and what I, where I finish on it is when I was watching it, I thought, oh, he could probably walk away from that now. He could step back now and walk away. But it, 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 the jury obviously believed that he believed he was actually self to Now, can I just say in my in my trial where, yeah. I, where I got into trouble?
1: Did you get you I, actually faced a trial? Did you?
0: Yeah, I did. I went to trial. with yeah. two friends. One was um, legally aided, legally aided, and and, it, and I paid ten thousand pounds for my own balance. Okay. And what
1: were you charged with, uh-huh. then?
0: Um, I think it was it was either ABH or grievous bodily Yeah. So it, wasn't, really, so it wasn't charges,
1: so it but, wasn't a, so it wasn't a fray then. Yeah, they
0: started with a fray. They right. Started with a fray, and I just also say they get this so wrong sometimes. And what what my barrister told me very often in these cases, which are very messy, horrible cases, right? They, 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 the police, when they arrive at the scene, they take the, they take the witness statements, they take get as many young um, as they can from witnesses, and very quickly they make a decision they're going to go. Right. And once they're on that track, they don't come off it. Now, can I just say when we were acquitted? Uh, in 25 minutes after a week trial, the judge, mate, it was a very famous judge, he made a statement. He said this is the only case he knows of in British history where the only evidence given by a policeman was, that was used by the defence. Mm. If you take a moment to, 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 to think about that. That's right. quite a, a damning statement. The, the CPS very and the police, very often, they start down the road, we're going to have you for this, we're going to get, because it looks awful. The footage looks disgusting of that incident. Yeah. But the, whip, but the jury obviously thought, at some stage, they've obviously presented with evidence that while he, it, there may have been stages we could have walked away, but when that red mist comes down, if you feel you're in danger, at what point do you walk away from two guys? Yeah, well, hang on. Who, uh,
1: what, well, all right, Dan. Well, let me put it to you the other way. At what point uh, does somebody punching you as hard as Ben Stokes, who clearly knows how to punch somebody because he's, he's an athlete for a start, yeah, right? Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's broken this guy's eye socket, right? He's knocked the yeah. guy clean out. He's unconscious, right? At what yeah. point does self-defence become... Uh, provocative and attacking.
0: Well, I agree. Maybe you could... But what my answer to that would be simple, and that is simple is, if you're in the unfortunate situation to be in such a horrible, horrible predicament like that, you're involved in a horrible, violent incident, you don't punch somebody lightly. You punch somebody to stop them being a threat to you, and and that's all I can say. And then when they're lying on
1: the ground, you kick them in the head for good measure, do you? No. No, you don't. Well, that's what happened here, Dan, and that guy wasn't even charged. Can I just... Can I just... One more point before I go. Yeah, very quickly, yeah. You're spot on. I
0: agree with you. Right. In my case, I was found not guilty in 20 minutes. As this guy was earlier yep. on, you said should, that you shouldn't get your your own your, 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 um, cost back. Why? And that's not—I was found not guilty. I didn't do anything. I yeah, you did. You got in a fight in a public
1: minutes. place, Dan. You got in a fight. That's not something you should be doing. Now, I accept that sometimes it's unavoidable, but that's your problem. Try and avoid it.
0: <laughs> I've got, got no an answer I mean? for that. You, I've got no. There is no answer for that. There isn't. There is a, so, 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 in my personal predicament, which was I was found not guilty in 25 minutes, I would have not got involved, and I'd would, I would have been seriously
1: injured. Okay, well, maybe you should stop what, going to places where, where where you can get seriously injured just for being walking around. That's what would be, right. my Let's hope it never happens to you, Mike. I mean, I'll it just, has happened happen to me, dad it never Happens to you, mate. Listen, I have not, as I said, walked around in life getting in and out of limos with bodyguards around me. Okay, I've had knives pointed <laughs> at me. I've had people shooting at me. You know. Yeah.
0: You've been very fortunate, I have you? been.
1: I have been very fortunate. But don't for one second think that I've lived some privileged life, OK? The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. This is the Independent Republic of Mike Graham, 0344 499 1000. There's absolutely no truth to the disgraceful rumour that Katie's trying to put around that I'm in some way grumpy today, any more grumpy than I normally am. Uh, I just don't like it when people accuse me as if I've done some kind of, you know, um, finishing school in Switzerland, that, you know, here I am sitting here behind a microphone with absolutely no experience of the general life that goes on around me on the streets of our city. Well, no, I get that. You but know.
2: You, you are grumpy, though. I am a
1: bit grumpy, yeah, but only are. because people have made me grumpy.
2: You've got a grumpy aura about you today. Well,
1: I mean, you know, I am grumpy. Generally speaking, is as a, as a matter of course. Now, there's a lot of dispute about what monies you get if you do jury service. So, if anybody's done jury service, I'd love to hear from you. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Katie uh, can't remember how much money she was given uh, because she didn't. It was so little to her that it didn't make any difference. I've got right? it in front of me. So oh, right. first, Go on, 10, tell us.
2: first ten days, if you do four hours a day or less, it's yeah. thirty two quid a day.
1: But see, I've got somebody sending me this saying more than five hours but less than ten hours. Maximum allowance per day five pounds seventy one. Ish. Longer than ten hours, twelve pounds no. seventeen. Loss
2: of earnings. So first ten days are four hours or under, thirty two quid a day. First ten days, four hours are over, i.e. every day's got to be longer than four hours. Right. Sixty five quid. If you're on day eleven to day two hundred 200 um,
1: can you imagine that oh 200 God. days
2: and you're in there four hours a day well Blimey. you would be for a long trial like that it's 129 pounds a day so I wasn't that
1: far off well yeah but if you're in there for, if I was in there for 200 a days let me tell you that would be the end of my career you'd you be know. the one being banged up well, I'd, be, <laughs> now, I'd be attacking the judge I'd be going would you finish this case already anyway listen let's talk about another mental disorder that I've got which is indeed uh, being a cluttering uh, hoarder and we're going to talk now to Zoe short as a declutterer and organizer at so sorted.com Zoe very good morning
2: Hi, Zoe. Hello there, hi. Now,
1: I don't know whether it's good news or bad news that I've got a mental disorder. What do you think?
3: Um, well, I mean, I don't know. You refer, do you think you have a hoarding difficulty? Is well, that, I've got, got that, yeah, you? I mean, I,
1: I'm not one of those people that have that has a house full of dusty junk or anything like that, but I have got drawers full of stuff. Okay. That, I, that I've had for years, you well, know, you all like, have that. no, no, but this is like things like I keep, I've always because of the fact that I'm self-employed, I've always kept receipts. Now, most of the receipts now have faded way beyond the point where they'd be any use to anyone. Uh, but I've got pens, I've got old phones, I've got old chargers, I've got sort of, you know, old notebooks, things that probably I don't really need, but I can't bring myself to chuck them away.
3: Okay. Well, um, when someone is in a conversation with me or or gives me a call and describes the situation you're describing Mm. to me, one of the first questions I ask them is, well, you know, is it getting in the way of anything? Is it getting in the way of how you run your business? Is it getting in the way of how you run your life? Um, Not really. Is it it making you unhappy? Um, Does it bother you? Do you open that drawer? Does your heart sink? Uh, Or do you open that drawer and just quite happily scrabble around for that pen that you're looking for?
1: um it's a a kind of combination of of, of those last two i think okay or
3: or if you want the space for something else
1: right
3: um or if you're moving or you know what's the purpose behind this the Well, that's what's the reason for this anxiety happening now yeah and if it's if it's therefore evident that a problem is there that needs to be solved then you could probably do with a declutter and feel a lot better about about things afterwards.
1: Yeah. But do you know, um, there are two there are two ways you can declutter and as I sometimes give it a go. There'll be bits of, 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 of what I've what I've sort of saved up over the years that i but I'll find myself going through it and then keeping some of it and chucking some of it. Do you know what I mean?
3: Yeah. But well, that, rather that's than good. You rather know than just kind of
1: tipping the whole box into the bin. Because because yeah. I'm thinking in the back of my mind there'll be something in there that I need
3: yeah because there's always quite understandably that just in case mentality yeah. and that that really is something that probably started a long time ago for you um and is is part of the way you think it's that like, oh, I need that old charger because just in case I get that you know, retro knocking phone that, you know, but it's probably actually never going to happen. But there's a reason why you're thinking like that. (laughs) Yeah, what
1: is that reason? Why? Because you're absolutely right. Because I do think like that, because it'll be like something like, or maybe one of my kids will go, oh, have you got one of those old chargers? We're going to do a school project. And I'll go, yeah, I've got one. I keep it in this drawer full of junk.
3: Yeah. I mean as I say the likelihood of that is probably fairly slim and you probably could pick up a similar thing on eBay or yes. or, or, or other um, auction sites perhaps I'm not supposed to say that but something like that you know if, if ever that was to happen but that could just be part of your story it could have been the way you've been brought up People yeah. have been brought up hearing things like you know money doesn't grow on trees or you know that sort of thing that, that makes you think more carefully about what mm. you've paid for and yeah. what you've worked hard to pay for
1: sure but there's also a lot of rubbish though as well I mean like the yeah like the receipts and yeah. I mean for example I was saying to Katie earlier on I've got a lot of old um, again because my accountant's been asking for for years I've been self employed for for the best part of the last 15 20 years and yeah. so I've got lots of old bank statements credit card statements before we went all went paperless you know and yeah. they're all in big envelopes and I've kept them all uh, yeah. because because I figure what if I throw those out and somehow I can't and I need them for some reason even if they're from 2013 you know I might need yeah. to produce them for some reason
3: Well, yeah, and and actually 2013 you may well be asked to produce them for some reason because actually there are guidelines Um, that the the HMRC, you know, recommend that you keep paperwork for a certain length of time. And that's why people do often pick up the phone to me because they get to a point where they're so scared... Um, And I go in and I don't always give the answers, but I give them places where they can look. And I really empower them to kind of start to overcome what has become um, something that they just can't face on their own. Do
2: you know what I do, Zoe? I do a lot of moving around. Yeah. Is that common where you've got to to do a clear out, you've got to tidy up, your stuff's getting too much and it's really bothering You you and you move it from one room to another?
3: Okay, yeah, and, and quite often I will work with a client. I've, I've worked with clients on starting with one drawer, um, you know, a makeup drawer, for example, um, and then we built up. And, you know, in, in quite a fairly short period of time, we will have decluttered that Room, but what we won't have done is we won't have moved
2: that stuff to another room. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's the fear of attacking it all at once. I don't know where to start, and I think, oh, and I just close the door on it. I think oh, I'll do it another day. When yeah. if you just do little bits at a time, then you know, I, I cleared out the, the food cupboard the other day. Oh yeah, loads of stuff in it, out of date at the back. You know, pasta. Yeah. Like what? What did
1: you throw away? Pasta. Pasta's all right. I'm not eating it. Pasta does not go out of date. It's out of date. It's not out of date. It looks Rubbish. a bit funny to me. Funny. Yeah. Well, how old was it?
2: No, just uh, just a little bit out of date, a few months. Yeah, but a few months old. Ah, oh, it's going. Listen, I'm, the t- I'm one of those kind of people. Turn at midnight and really? I chuck it
1: out. Yeah. I opened some yogurt once and it was mouldy on the top. I just took the mould off and ate it.
2: Oh my god! I can't cope. I cannot cope Why? with anything like that. If I knew that, I don't even think I'd be in the same <laughs> room as you right now, Zoe. Help me. Save me from this man.
3: I'm with him on the pasta. I did go on a holiday not so long ago and I actually ate some pasta that was, well, was actually nearly older than my son because we were we were really desperate. <laughs> and it doesn't, it, it actually tasted absolutely fine. I mean, I think with dried goods, you know, like pasta, I think actually...
1: Pasta but- and rice is never oh, going to go okay. off, is it? Listen, yeah.
2: I'm not doing it. You can't, it no has. one can you know me what? that a kids came, packet of pasta's worth keeping. My,
1: my younger kids came up to my place in London a few weeks ago and they, fancied, they said they fancied some peanut butter, right? So I had some peanut butter in the, in the cupboard. But what, what I didn't know was how long it had been there for, right? I gave yeah. it to them. They said, tastes like bleach. Oh. And I said to them, well, how do you know what bleach tastes like for a start? It turned out it was about eight years old.
2: Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Cuz I don't eat you know,
3: peanut really butter. Is perishables, isn't it? That's what you have to be careful of. Yeah. And herbs, you know, they just don't taste of anything when they go off. They, that's they're true. not going to do you any harm. They just don't work.
1: Yeah, they are just not as good. But it's yeah. not
2: it's not good for you to be surrounded by lots of things, is it? You know, if it cl- starts no. cluttering your mind and it starts to make you think, you know, you're claustrophobic, you can't cope. You know, the
1: yeah, dirt minds all you, hidden it, away though.
2: The dirt that collects when you've got to away. It's all in drawers, is it? Yeah, it's yeah. all in cupboards and drawers. Yeah. It's not yeah. outside. No, 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 no. I've no. got,
1: because I've got a manic cleaner now who comes, right? And she's tidying up as as she goes, every time she comes, she, she sort of makes one more thing tidy. Like she tidied my wardrobe, she tidied all my kitchen cupboards. She's tidying the house I as she goes, right? She's brilliant. However, uh, all the stuff that, is, that I'm sort of hoarding is, is is in drawers.
2: Yeah, our producer Rosie yeah. told me she liked cleaning. I mean, who likes cleaning? Really? I don't know anyone that likes cleaning.
1: Oh, I know someone that
2: to get. I'm going to get around my house pronto. Yeah.
1: Listen, Zoe, we've got to run. Thank you so much for your help. Zoe Short, declutterer, organizer at so-sorted.com. Give her a call uh, if you need to sort out your life.
3: You got me losing my mind.
1: This is the Independent Republic of Mike Groome. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We've got a great many things uh, to talk about coming up in the next hour. Uh, but we can uh, take your tweets as well at Talk Radio. We're going to talk now though about baby names because baby names are something that we've all had to choose at one point or another. Not everybody uh, working on this show because they haven't had any children yet, but they will at some point, and i will have to decide what to call their kids. And I ha- they have to say there are some really stupid names out there, aren't there?
2: Yeah, there really are. I mean, but it's it's a very kind of. It's something that you can argue about. So you, you've got this lovely baby on the way. It's all great. Yeah. You know, decorating the nursery. And then you fall out massively over <laughs> the baby
1: names. Yeah, because you've got the first of all, the biggest problem you have if you're dealing with um, uh, maybe your firstborn is you can't have a baby name, which is uh, if it's a girl, it can't be any of your previous girlfriend's names. Right. Uh, and presumably, if it's a boy, it can't be any of your um, the mother's previous boyfriend's names either.
2: Presuming that the other person knows all the names of your previous
1: well types. Well, I mean, even if you, but if you, if it's your own, I mean, if you you know yourself, though, right? Yeah. Say, for example, you don't want you own up to it. Yep. And and you know your your husband says, uh, why don't you call? Uh, why don't you call him? I don't know. Call him Dave. Yep. Right. And you go to so yourself. Actually, I had that horrible boyfriend called Dave. So yeah, the one I don't that said i fat fat ankles. That yeah, one. I yeah. yeah, I don't. Yeah, I want, want to, that don't one. Don't want that one. No, but you yeah. can't say why. It's not yes. very complicated. Let's to talk to her Anna Cook, who's from Mum's Nets, because she probably will know more about this than we do. Anna, very good afternoon to you. Welcome. Hi, morning, Anna. I should say. Good morning. Sorry, I thought I was ahead of myself there. Pos- <laughs> posh baby names. Is there a kind of a trend for posh baby names? Are people trying to make themselves more posh through their children?
3: Well, we've had a really popular thread on Mumsnet um, about posh baby names, where a user asked for just that and got inundated with lots of different kinds of names. Um, there was things like Peregrine and Cuthbert and Clementine. <laughs> but actually, what um, our users tended to say was that the really posh baby names are the ones you wouldn't expect, James, Catherine,
0: and.